What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Another exciting episode of SVT. What's up, Vince? What's Daniel? up? What up, what up? We got Tim on the ones and twos. What, what? <laughs> yeah, Tyler's on a there. mission. Uh, he's on a mission. He's, he called out sick. <laughs> Just kidding. I didn't, know, I didn't know that was a thing on this gig. <laughs> <laughs> he's on a mission to the airport, and he's not even going anywhere. I know. <laughs> shame, shame. How are you guys? I'm fucking beat, man. Uh, yeah, I, you, I, you had a I big went to Taylor Swift on Saturday, Swifty. and then we uh, went all the way to uh, Santa Rosa to pick up a car for uh, for my wife on Sunday. Um, and by the by the time I, uh, Sunday afternoon came around, I was done. I probably shouldn't have even driven home. I was so exhausted. But you know, we're good now. We're you know hydrating. Uh, it's a Taylor hangover, man. And uh, I didn't even drink. I just like I'm just so beat, but. Here, here now, having fun, ready to roll. So, did you just consume more al- alcohol than you planned, or, or you I didn't just... drink at all? I didn't drink an ounce of uh, alcohol. I'm just like oh. it's so exhausting. Mm. Um, like uh, just the sun beating down on you for like seven hours, eight hours, and then um, just so much energy, uh, you know, expend like yeah. expending at the concert. So um she put on a hell of a show. Great America put some uh set off some fireworks for her too. That was very nice. Cool. Um, she's the mayor. So that's cool. She's the mayor. She's there the mayor. So did she wear a shark's jersey on Friday or Saturday night? Or is that an old photo? Th- that, no, no, that was an old one. Like that was when she was playing at SAP Arena when she was oh. doing like fearless and speak now, like that era. She was wearing sharks. She's wearing hockey jerseys um with Swift on the back, number 13, like at all the arenas that she went to. Got it. Mostly hockey arenas. Oh, okay, got it. Was, it. It's like a local promotion thing. Like, look at me. Yeah. Okay, cool. And, yeah. Daniel, how was your weekend, buddy? Pretty good. Pretty good. Just stayed in. Um, a lot of cleaning, a lot of gaming. I'm a huge, huge gamer, so that's literally what takes up a lot of my spare time. So literally all I was doing all weekend, man. Right on. Tim, how about you, buddy? Yeah, I was kind of busy myself. Got to see some family. Um, family that I hadn't seen um, since before, like, you know the world shut down, so yeah, that was pretty uh pretty amazing. So Ooh. anyway, th- that was a uh, family. That's great. Yeah. That was a good thing. So yeah. yeah, right on. Good time. I did a whole lot of nothing. So I went out on Friday night, had a couple <laughs> drinks, and then Saturday and Sunday I stayed at home and worked in the garage. Um, <laughs> so for anybody who knows, like I I mentioned this a couple times, you're gonna see this background change quite a bit. Um, so that the pr- there's like a process before the process starts. Right. You know, like I got to build the workstations. You got to build where the tools are going to go so that the workflow when this happens is all organized and it's not just chaos in the in the backyard and everywhere. Uh, you know, the 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 missus wouldn't be OK with that and neither would the fur babies. So uh, <laughs> right. started started pre-planning the plan. So it was a great weekend. The A's had a pretty decent weekend. For uh, yeah. you know, for for being a, a last place uh, team, they had a pretty good weekend. <laughs> right. They 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 went to Colorado. They won two out of three, uh, eight five, uh, an eleven three, and then they took the L on Sunday two nil. Um, they also hosted the Giants uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday last week and dropped both games. Excuse me. They went to the Giants. They're hosting the Giants this coming week. Sorry, I got that. Yeah. Flip. Uh, but they lost both of those games in San Francisco. The Unite the Bay rally was um, happening on the Tuesday night game. 
and you could definitely hear it on the broadcast and they were talking yeah. about it more and it was uh it was great to like you know get a little bit of um camaraderie a little support from uh the big brothers that uh you know kind of beat up on us a little bit uh ace fans versus giants fans but uniting for this cause is uh it it, it gives me a little hope you know um, yeah it was a little nice bit of hope to put, uh... it's nice it was nice to put a little bit of uh, sports rivalry and friendly rivalry aside and come together as a community, um, a regional community, and support one another. And we've talked about it a little bit last week of a baseball community coming together uh, across the league. Um, jumping over to the the Giants, Vince, how did the Giants do? Uh, well, I mean, time? they beat the A's two, both games uh, against the A's uh, in San Francisco. But then Arizona, they and then, Arizona? Well, well, no, no, they, they, they went 2-1 and one against Boston. Oh, rest, yeah. And then this coming week, they got four against Arizona, and then they have uh, two more on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, they're coming to Oakland. Right now, the Giants are second in the NOS behind Daniels Dodgers. By two and, games. Yep, it's two games. It's uh, getting a little bit closer. They they were, the Giants were playing like shit for a while, but they um they they turned it up this last week. It's funny what happens when you play you know uh, a terrible team a like team. Oakland. You yeah. know, uh, you can certainly right the ship a little bit. Um, and then and they the, took two uh, out of three against Boston, so right back they're right back in it. They're ten games above five hundred. Yep. So I I don't think they're going anywhere now. They're just going to be a little pest for you the rest of the year probably. I mean, it it helps when you win four out of your last five, and then the first place team loses five out of their last seven. So yeah, really uh, closes the gap. Really, just like flip the flip the script. Yeah, for sure. The NL West, the Dodgers, their last ten four and six. The Giants four and six, and the Diamondbacks two and eight. So the top of the NL West, uh, not looking too good right now. I mean, scuffling a little bit, but yeah. yeah. Um, and then the there's uh Tyler's Padres at six and four. They won three straight. So uh do Dodgers they claw their way back into it? No. Uh they're sellers right now. So yeah. I don't I don't think I don't so. Think so. No, 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 I don't think so either. Yeah, stick a fork in them. Yeah, that's um, right. Dodgers lead uh over the Giants by two. Arizona Diamondbacks uh fall four back, and the Padres are uh eight back. Yeah. Um you know, sticking with baseball, there's been some uh I want to jump into the trades because this was uh a lot of movement. There's a couple of teams that went all in, and there's a couple of teams that uh, spent a lot of money and now are all out. <laughs> That's right. They are ejecting from the uh, conversation a little bit there. Uh, so right now, right off the bat, Justin Verlander wants to get traded. Um, so far, we, we've heard the Astros and the Dodgers are both in the mix. Um, uh, what do you think about, you know, how old is he, 40-something? Like 84 years old, Justin Verlander going to the Dodgers? What do you think? But uh, still pitching at a high level. Oh, oh he still absolutely surprisingly, is. Surprisingly. Yeah. Like, like, dude, like, I didn't expect him to still be pitching as well as he is. Yeah. Um, I did read a report, though, that his friendship with Houston's owner is kind of like what's holding everything up and what may ultimately lead to him reuniting with the Astros, but... I don't know, man. The the Dodgers do have a, do find a way eventually to try to get what they want. So, yeah, I I would not be surprised if we see Verlander in a Dodger uniform. Something I never thought I would ever say, like, like ever. Right, I, especially after the um the pain of uh, 2017, I imagine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Rangers, they uh <laughs> they, they were quite the buyers uh mm-hmm. the past couple of days. Yeah, uh, they got Max Scherzer from the Mets. Uh, they got a couple of pitchers from St. Louis as well. Uh, starter Jordan Montgomery and relief pitcher Chris Stratton. So um, they're really trying to beef up that uh, the, the pitching uh, heading down the stretch because 
pitching tends to wilt in Texas and uh, they just want to make sure they get enough arms and especially quality arms. Max Scherzer is, you know, he's fucking Max Scherzer. Um, even like Max Scherzer, uh, uh, like a, a, a D plus game for Max Scherzer is a lot of other people's B plus game. So like he's, yeah. you know, he's always a gamer and I, absolutely, I, you know, ton of respect for that guy. Uh, I don't know much about Jordan Montgomery and Chris Stratton, to be honest. Uh, I know St. Louis has had a terrible season, so they, they're, uh, I do know that their contracts are up at the end of this year, and so that's why they're the ones being sold. They're, uh, it sounds like the Cardinals want to be back right in it uh, next year, so that's why he's like, it, Nolan Arenado are not going anywhere. Um, it's just the guys that are like, their contracts are up or about to be up. So, yeah, so I mean, I know, I know Arenado was thrown out there for the Dodgers, but they were just asking way too much. Mm-hmm. Like, as a Dodger fan, like I was like, no, 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 no. I think and, from the Cardinal point of view is if you were going to part with Arenado and you got a haul like that, you could justify like, man, we got, we got a haul though. Like yeah, we they, got three, they, four, five guys that yeah. can plug in right now. I mean, yeah. they were asking for Bobby Miller. They were asking for Gavin Stone. They were asking for Diego Cartaya. They were asking for Chris Taylor. Like that that's too much, man. Yeah, but it's, that's like four of your top ten <laughs> prospects. Yeah. For exactly. for a guy that's still owed. And realistically, baseball percentages, if, if one of those guys works out, that's like, okay, we got one guy, two guys that worked out. But mathematically, on paper, taking four or five of your top top ten, uh, probably not gonna happen. So no, uh, but I respect that they asked for it. <laughs> you know, yeah, if you're gonna sell that, that piece. You, you, it's got to be you got to you got to make it worth it to the fans. Really got to. Yeah, I think it's more than that. I think it's sticking it to uh to you know a conference rival. That's the Dodgers, too. That's true. The Dodgers and Cards have had their playoff battles that's throughout true. the years. Mm-hmm. That's we yeah, got that's a uh, the Giants acquire uh, AJ Pollock and Mark Mathias uh, from Seattle. Yeah. Milwaukee re- uh, acquires Mark Canna from the yeah. New York Mets. So Our old Mets. friend. Our old friend going to uh, Wisconsin. The Mets are just, uh, you know, tearing it down. But, you know, the thing is, they're probably going to be buyers again in the offseason. They're just going to probably try to reassemble this thing all over again. Yeah, just with Um, different pieces to make it work better this time, you know, or whatever they'll say. And Um, uh, Lucas Giolito from the White Sox gets sent uh, with Reynaldo Lopez to the Los Angeles Angels, who are also, um, they're not going to trade Shohei Otani. They want to, they, you know, they think they're within striking distance of a wild card spot. So they're going to try to, I think that's what their plan is, is if we can make the playoffs, even at a wild card, can we sell Otani uh, staying with us, with the angels uh, going long-term? Um, so, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as it stands right now, they're four games out of a wild card spot and they're, they are four games above 500. So I mean, you're you're above 500. You're less than five out. Uh, it's funny though. Um, the Mariners are four and a half games out, and they're absolutely sellers. So I mean, they're literally a half a game worse than the Angels. I guess there's your line right there, right? Um, if you're four and a half out or worse from a wild card spot, sell it all. If you're four or closer, bye bye bye, baby. I don't know. I mean, it's Boston, New York, and the Angels. If I'm the Mariners, I I I understand. It's going to be kind of hard to catch those three. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's kind of like the Mariners MO. Like I'm appreciative that they were, you know, many of their fans were supportive of the A's, you know, due to the Seattle supersonics. And I, I thank you. I respect that. 
Um, unfortunately, it just seems like the uh, Mariners franchise has been a surprise hit one year and then a common retract to the to their normal regress back to the mean yeah Yeah, so (laughs) that's a you know as a as a mariners fan um as an ace fan you know i could see how frustrating that is because it's you know the a's have been competitive we stink right now um but watching the mariners for so long they always kind of get good for a year year and a half and then they fade um and then in the playoffs you can never really take them seriously they had that one year where they got to the alcs that was 2001 and then um, and then they fell to the yankees there yeah and so yeah um sticking with baseball guys you guys got any more comments about the trades or or future trades or or what you would like to see oh i'm i'm just gonna throw out there that uh the trade deadline is 3 p.m pacific on tuesday so um it took a while for the trade market to heat up, but it's it it finally started cooking today and uh, yesterday, and it's gonna probably continue right up until three o'clock tomorrow. So uh, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. If, I don't know if anybody mentioned this, but Sam Mole from the A's got traded to oh, the Cincinnati yeah. Reds. So yeah, just getting that in there. Uh, sticking with baseball, I wanted to jump over. Uh, we mentioned it a little bit early, a little while ago about the uh, A's and Giants um, uh, unite the Bay. Um, but there's there was an article that uh, Daniel shared, and this is on NBC Sports Bay Area, and this is about uh, the John Fisher. So there's an article about John Fisher. Uh, it's titled "A's Vegas Relocation Process Draws Some Owners Ire." Um, but the big the big thing here I wanted to talk about as I was reading through it is there are some low income owners, low-income teams, I should say, that are upset that MOB is uh, possibly giving the A's preferential treatment in waiving relocation fees and kind of letting the A's do whatever the hell they want. And that that, that same uh, gesture is not being given to, say, you know, the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, no teams are really named or no owners are named in the article. This is just hearsay. Um but then the other thing, too, is some of the higher earners, like the Yankees are upset that, um, you know, the A's are still on this uh, revenue sharing. And I thought this was really interesting. We've talked about this before, that the A's have been profitable, that even though attendance is not where we all want it to be, um, they're still profitable. And they were, what, top five in profit last year um, is what Forbes reported. Um, so I want to read the last paragraph of this MOB's last collective bargain agreement made the A's eligible for a 25% revenue share in 2022, a 40% share in 2023, a 75% share in 2024, and a 100% full share in 2025. Only if the A's have a binding agreement or a ballpark in place. Um, That's by mid-January of 2024, right? Correct. Which is right around the the winter meetings. If the A's were top five in profitability last year, and that was at 25%, what are they going to be like going forward? I mean, to say that... No wonder he doesn't give a shit about pissing off the fans, man. Exactly. You're you're carrying them. You're carrying this loser. 
during the pre-show uh, meeting, Daniel and I, you know, when he was sharing this article, we were talking. And, you know, when you're a billionaire, you're, you are, that's an exclusive club. And I don't know where I heard this analogy from. I heard it from somebody else. It's not mine, but it's like, you're in an exclusive party. And when one guy starts to ruin it, like, yeah, you're going to get the other owner's ire of this. Like, you're, they're going to be pissed because this one situation in Oakland is causing problems. Look in Milwaukee, in Arizona, in Colorado, in Tampa Bay. It's bringing heat to other owners. And we've been seeing other teams, other fans starting to wear their own sell the team because there's other owners that are just as crappy as John Fisher. And in a way, kind of even in a certain situation, even worse, because some of these owners have the stadium and they still don't do crap for their teams. They still don't take care of their players. They still don't take care of their fans. Um, so if you're an owner, I mean, look at the the backlash that Rob Manford is getting. He was already like a foot in mouth, kind of a idiot, not not a very good public speaker. And we always said, like, man, you you have a commissioner who doesn't even love baseball. You know, he called the World Series trophy a, a hunk of metal. You know, and all these insults uh, against his own sport. And then he gets a new contract. But the A's and John Fisher and Dave Cavill are bringing heat against the league. How could people not be upset if you're if you're a part of the ownership group? Is my point. How this isn't breaking news. I think it's a good article. It's kind of. Um, how do you? How would you say it? It's like it feels it's, good. It's a light. But, it's a light shining in the dark a little bit. Exa- yeah, exactly. It's like there's finally other people are reporting on this. Um, you know, I there. I know there are some more protests from A's fans coming up. Um, I think next week they got um, summer of sale. Uh, terribly prepared. I don't have the dates in front of me, so maybe I can find that real quick. Well, while you're um, looking for that, this is the thing that stuck out to me. Yeah, uh, his quote that said, "I've been clear with the owners in the context where you have an owner who's making a billion dollar private commitment, moving to a market where they receive public funding, for baseball to step in and have a relocation fee. I don't see that as a realistic possibility. That is such trash, and you know it, Rob. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, bro. Yeah, that's just an excuse. Like, oh the." They 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 need public funding in order to to get a new stadium, so it's not right for us to charge. Get out of here, bro. Yeah, go sell it somewhere else, bro, because we're it, not buying it, it. Yeah, it's the horsest of shits, man. It, yeah. it 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 is not in any way reasonable. Um, it, uh, also, I just want to bring up that um, the Las Vegas Re- Review Journal like had a little talk about uh, you know the new stadium site and everything, and it turns out the very fake plans for the Tropicana site. We're fake. Wow. You don't say. Wow. The nine acres um, that they were promised and the drawing showed up, uh, showed them taking up 29 acres. Like, yeah, good grief. Wow. It was, it was so obviously not real in any way possible. Like just the dimensions alone. Brody Brazil did a great video about like, just literally on Google maps, just drawing it out with the map. Like here's the acreage of this plot of land this is what nine acres looks like this is what the map um you know the 35 or whatever it is total acres and here's here's what the the drawings that they released to the public for nevada 
And Nevada's getting screwed out of this uh, just as bad as Oakland almost, you know, it's um, I, it, I think the general citizens are, are not happy with this at all. And uh, it's, it's, you know, a whole bunch of egg on their face, man. It is, it's disgusting. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm livid. I'm glad that I've, you know, built up a stone wall around my heart so I can't get broken again. Um, until a new owner comes along. I, I got the uh, information here, guys. Yeah, it is, um, so the, the summer of sell, just to kind of correct what I was saying, the summer of sell is, is like the season. Um, the next event is uh, sell the team Saturday at the Oakland Coliseum, August 5th. And there is another fan giveaway. There's 10,000 rally towels that are going to be given away uh, to fans. There's going to be music. So if you were, if you participated or witnessed or seen the videos and all that of the reverse boycott, it's going to be very similar, but it's called uh, sell the team Saturday. There's going to be a rally uh, towel giveaway. And if you need more information on that, please follow uh, last at last dive bar on Twitter or the Oakland 68s on Twitter. Um, they're posting all the information. I know they need volunteers to help pass out stuff and keep things organized. So they are doing a fantastic job of keeping the momentum going. They are doing a great job. So we can't shout them out enough. They're, you know, hot dog, how all those folks over there are, um, you know, uh, holding it down for us. And, uh, you know, we want to shout, shout them out. Uh, Daniel, absolutely. you're going to the uh, A's and Dodgers game, right? In uh... I'm trying to get tickets for um, for Mexican Heritage Night, uh, which I believe is tomorrow. But look, the fact that the, okay, straight up, Dodger fans, I'm I'm talking directly to you guys right now. We have Oakland this weekend. I mean, this week I should say. Spark up conversation. Be curious and be supportive because just imagine if. Out of the fucking blue, our ownership decided to get up and root the Dodgers out of L.A. How would you guys feel? Be supportive of this fan base, bro, because nobody deserves to get their team ripped away from them. So all that I ask is that in unison with our Oakland A's uh, fans, make sure to fucking chat loud as possible. Sell the fucking team and fuck John Fisher. That's right. Yeah, no, I mean, no team needs to deserves to be held hostage you know we you know of course we want to go to the games we want to buy merch we you know we want to do that as much as the next fan base yankees dodgers red Sox, whatever whatever big big boy franchise you want to insert we want to do that um but when you have 20 30 years of zero players to hold on to um just showing up for the sake of showing up no fan base does that no fan base does that and be real with yourself. And Vince is wearing a 49er hat. Okay. Mm-hmm. One of the most legendary, well-known brands in the NFL. And we all know NFL is king. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. We all love baseball, but we all know NFL is king. Is America's uh, pastime. Real pastime. Yeah. The now, real one. Yeah. yeah. But when the 49ers sucked, it it was not 100% <laughs> sold out. No. And they, they were just, able to fudge the numbers to to get an official and we, sell out. And yeah. I'm not picking on the Niners. We know that's true for any franchise. Yeah. When the when the A's won 97 games one year, we went to New York. We went on a New York and a Red Sox swing. Uh, went to Boston. 
the Yankees weren't very good that year, and we went, that stadium was empty. At Yankee Stadium, That it was empty. We went to the Red Sox. The Red Sox were good that year. Stadium was sold out. So, you you know, you can't just say, well, go to a Yankee game just to go to a Yankee game. The team sucked. So just saying, well, you should have supported the team. You know, and I understand the A's have gone to the playoffs and they had some success with uh, Billy Bean. But you you don't just go for the sake of going. You go because you latch on to a player you got their baseball card when you're 12, 13 years old. And, you know, Miguel Tejada for me was that guy. Um, of course, I, I love Chavi and I love the big, big three. But for whatever reason, Miguel Tejada was my guy. He played shortstop. Um, I always just felt like he was the, the guy that didn't get the love and respect that he deserved because he was overshadowed. I mean, we, we grew up in an era of amazing shortstops. And he was kind of overshadowed because of A-Rod, because of Jeter, because of Nomar. Um, yeah, he was you know, like the fourth guy on that list. Right. You know, all, of everybody's list. Consistently. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, but he could, he had more errors than, than those players. But a lot of the times it wasn't because of a fielding error. It was because he had so much range and he would still try to get a throw. I remember he would make throws from like the third base side and get <laughs> guys out. And sometimes it got away from him. So. He was my guy, and his MVP year, you know, we, everybody said, oh, the A's are probably going to regress because they lost Giambi and they lost all these other players. And Miguel Tejada willed that team. And I've said this a few times before. If Miguel Tejada would have played his Baltimore Oriole years with the Oakland A's, you're talking about statistically he's top two, top three number one in almost every offensive category. Look it up right now if you haven't, if you don't know this, look it up. Look at the all-time A's home runs leader. It's it's a guy who played in like the dead ball area. You know, it's like Christ. he would have, you know, it's all of your lead leaders on the A's. You got a bunch of stuff from Ricky Henderson. You got some stuff that's Mark McGuire. And then you got a whole mm -hmm. bunch of players that haven't, Played. It's like Jimmy Fox and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> like people we've our our grandparents didn't even see. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's so when you have a franchise that has nothing to cling to, you you're gonna you're gonna lose interest because it, it, they're gonna connect with the players. Um, I mean, look at the Cardinals. The Cardinals stay consistent with the, their fan base has stayed consistent with that team because they produce a hall of famer almost every decade they have, they retain talent. The Cardinals don't really go out and get free agents. Very few times do the Cardinals go out and get a free agent. They usually trade for a player. And if they perform, they retain them. They give out contracts, but they retain them through a trade. And the A's can't even do that. They can't even make a trade or retain one guy. We, we've talked about this many times, Vince, mm -hmm. the, the con, the richest contract, is Eric Chavez and you can't yep. even say that Fisher gave that out because he didn't own the team. He bought the team the next year. Yep. yep. Exactly. And that was a, uh, what? Six years, six years, 66. Million? Yeah. Six years, 66. So, I mean, 11 mil for a year for six. One years. of what are they? The only team that doesn't have a hundred million dollar player. 
I, th- I, I thought we saw something. I thought we saw something like that. Yeah, I think they're they like might... the only team or the one of two teams to never sign a hundred million dollar player, and that's modern baseball. That's you know, like you don't get extra World Series points for for winning the World Series with Moneyball. There's no extra like, and they did it with Moneyball. They, they, they wow. don't tack on three extra flags under that hunk of metal. Exactly. You, you win or you it. don't. <laughs> you win or you don't. And so it's, it's just nonsense to say that, well, A's fan, Oakland A's fans should have showed up. They didn't support the team. Well, maybe, maybe the owner should have cared about his team too, instead of squatting on it. You Let know, put it- any fan, any fan base would be upset for any owner just squatting on the franchise and doing nothing with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sorry. Then they, they, they tell us, you know, you should have shown up. And then like, we, we do show up for the reverse boycott. Um, and they're like, oh, it's not good enough, you know, or whatever. And it's like, and then other people will be like, well, why are you showing up at all? You should be boycotting. I'm like, bitch, that's what we've been doing. We've yeah, been exactly. boycotting. It's damned if you do and damned, and if, damned you if you don't. Yeah, yep. exactly. Okay. What were, what were you going to say, Daniel? I was going to say it's really hard to try to go to games. So to your point, if your owner just clearly doesn't give a shit, and whenever you guys do develop talent, the first thing that comes to mind is trade. Like, it's hard to get behind a team like that. Like, I mean, just imagine a team like like exactly how you mentioned about the Yankees. Remember the years when the Lakers were absolute dog water and they had Kobe Bryant on that team. Nobody was in that stadium because they weren't winning. Right. But the minute they started winning again, that's when people started going to Laker games again. Winning is the, only, is the best winning. deodorant. Yep. It's the cure-all. Yep. 2019, that wild card game that the A's hosted, 50-whatever-thousand people were there. We were there. I was there. I was sitting in fucking section 334, like, all the way near the top of the stadium. I was there. That place was packed, and that game obviously didn't go well, basically, from the jump. So it got – I mean, it was kind of sad, but there were we years, were there. We were ready. I mean, there were years, and the Dodgers were terrible, and nobody was in the stadium. And then once we started winning again, I mean, my brother – was at the C. Finley Grand Slam game when we clutched the division for the first time in like 12 years. Right. It happens, dude. It happens to every fan base. So for you to say, yeah, I'm loyal to my team, but I don't go to the games, it's like, well, what? Yeah, because, you know, it, 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 casting stones at a glass house, you know? Yeah, it, it's, exactly. You know, well, I'm a Dodger fan or a Padre fan or, in, you know, Yankee fan. That That's not going to happen to us. You know, and uh, that's what I'm pretty sure the Seattle uh, Supersonics fan said. And look what happened. And, yeah. I mean, there's just so much data and information that relocation isn't good for the league, whatever league. And it's, it, you know, these handouts that cities give sports is not good for the city. Um, and there's people leaving Las Vegas because of education, because of heat. Because it's not walkable. Because Las Vegas, like the area that caters to all of these tourists, is it's like impassable. It's like it doesn't have flow for the natives. Um, so if you're a native person going into where they want to put the ballpark, it's not going to be a good route. It's not accessible. Um, and there are uh, things that are more important. And I know people say, well. Well, what about Oakland? They have similar problems or if not worse problems. And that's true. Not here to lie to you. However, 
the funds that the city of Oakland have secured is not jeopardizing the general fund. So it's not jeopardizing uh, what's going to happen uh, yeah. to education. Education money is not or, being touched. You know, like that. This is all grant money. Right. Like, this is and Oakland gets the, this money whether the A's leave or stay. Like Correct. that money is going to help improve the infrastructure in the Jack London Square area. You know, uh, uh, Howard Terminal area. All that, like repaving those roads, the train tracks, all that stuff. It's gonna happen whether the A's are here or not. Obviously. Would rather they be here. Yeah, I'd rather for sure. they stay. But and I mean, the, and the thing for me is like the A's. It's Oakland's team. That's why. That's why the Aces do well in Vegas. That's why the Golden Knights do well in Vegas because it's their team. It's their homegrown team. Mm-hmm. That's why. Let me. This is off the cuff, but the Washington Commanders. You guys see the weekend of their of their training camp. Mm-mm. You see yes. how many fans showed up. Oh, I, just... I sent I sent the pick to you, Sam. Yeah, yeah it was. I mean, in two thousand in twenty twenty two with Dan Snyder still in charge, there was one guy and one like knocked over chair, like like at their like spring at their um you know uh, training or whatever. I keep wanting to call it spring training, training camp. A uh, training camp, yeah. Um, this year it's fucking packed. Like thousands packed. of people showed up to it. Packed. Who would have thought? You get rid of a terrible, terrible owner. person, a terrible owner. You get rid of him. It, it rejuvenates the fan base. And I mean, I, I don't know anything about, you know, Josh Harris or any, you know, like I don't really know much about him. He might be just as terrible of an owner, but right now he's not, you know, like, no, he hasn't earned, like, like he's got, he's got some time to create his own like mystique or whatever. And that's part of the reason why um, Ace fans keep clamoring for Joe Lacob because of the way he turned the warriors around, you know, I mean, uh, there's a lot of credit there for you know doing do, doing that for him, and that would be the dream, obviously. And I, it, the problem is the team's not for sale, not right now. Wasn't yeah. um, isn't Magic Johnson part of that ownership group too? I think so. I think he is. Yeah, the Washington Commander ownership. Yeah, yeah. He, he I mean, is. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not predicting anything. Don't don't put me against the wall and shoot me. But everything that man has been touching is turning to gold, man. LAFC. Except when he was the GM of the Except Lakers. Except when he was the GM of the Lakers. That, that, that didn't work out too well. That right. ended in the most hilarious, like, I don't even think the Lakers knew he was going to quit. He just showed up like, I ain't going to be here. I mean, I don't know if y'all saw the Lakers documentary on Hulu, but Jeannie was, she said she was completely blindsided by it. Yeah, he, like, he, I, I think I he made the decision that. like six minutes before. Yeah. Right. Um, so besides that, we don't talk, we don't talk about that. Yeah, um, LAFC, the Dodgers, now this. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. It could be an upside. Could be an upside. All right, guys. I think that's enough baseball and Oakland yeah. A stuff. Unless uh people in the chat want to hop in or uh you know link us some articles or something. I think we're gonna move on. Uh but just remember there are um just to repeat in case anybody is joining late, there's a sell the team Saturday at the Oakland Coliseum, August 5th a free rally towel giveaway. This is another uh, reverse boycott type event where there's a fan generated sponsored giveaway, just like the sell t-shirts. You can get a rally towel. So if you need more information, last dive bar on Twitter or the Oakland 68s on Twitter. So check them out. And that Uh, game is going to be against the giants too. So, Oh, I'm going to be there. Make make it a family event, man. Yeah. Yeah. And Oh, one final thing. You know how shitty, the Oakland A's are, they raised the prices on the fan events. On these events, they raised prices. Fuckers. 
you know, so you know what? We're still going to show up because we're, we have a mission and it's going to get louder and louder and louder. So uh, it's a long season for the AIDS and it's a long season for us. So we're going to grind it out together. So we're going to make it a long life for John Fisher. I just fuck John away. Fisher o'clock. So fuck John yeah. Fisher. Yeah, it is fuck John Fisher o'clock. Thank you. Thank you for the reminder. <laughs> yeah. Um, and on that note, uh, moving on. Moving uh, on. Uh, not too much NBA stuff, guys, but I just wanted to mention this. Um, uh, Bronny James had some uh, cardiac arrest problems while he was uh, practicing at USC. Uh, he's since shown some improvement and is, uh, was seen playing piano and eating out. Um, from what I can find, there isn't much information um, about what happened, if he's coming back or, you know, but that's beside the point. We just want to make sure that the, you know, wish the young man uh, well wishes and um, a terrifying event, you know, to, to be so young and, and have something like that um, happen to him. So uh, I just wanted to mention that you guys want to Absolutely. add anything. No, I think you said it great. Yeah, man. Gave it justice. Like, you know, I, I did see that he might be able to resume uh, basketball activities. Um, it's just a matter of when. Um, but yeah, man, it was, it was, you never want to hear about something like that. It was yeah, definitely scary. He, yeah, he's so young too. Like it's it's yeah. it's really scary. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, rest up, bud. Uh, Vince, this is uh this is for you, buddy. I wanted yeah. to talk about some hockey. Uh, okay. The Sharks <laughs> announce the promo schedule for this season. Lots yeah. of fan design items. Uh, so the final designs are not final. So the final designs are not yet known, but it's a very fan driven. Yeah. Um, so like. There's going to be that. a lot of um, fan design stuff. This is the same thing they do every year for um, Los Tiburones night. It'll be somebody like some uh, uh, Mexican designs, uh, you know, uh, really cool. There's been some really cool designs in the past, and I really look forward to that one. Uh, Pride night as well is another one. They're doing a bucket hat for Pride night. Um, nice. But, yeah, so so you can go uh, to the Sharks game, get your bucket hat, and, you know, there you go. Uh, I had We went to the Barracuda. Hats, yeah. Mm-hmm. We went to the Barracuda game last year, and – the Sharks haven't been good, you know. I feel like this is like my my I I am a Sharks fan, you know. I've been to some games, but I feel like this this is the these are the seasons that I really get on board because you never want to get on board when a team is like at, at the, the peak, ultimate yeah. high, you know. Then yeah, you're a poser. Uh, you, yeah, Kings. Uh, I mean, you you waited forty years for your chip, so um, <laughs> it looks like the oh, Sharks the are Kings, on the same yeah. plan. Yeah. Yeah, Daniel's wearing his Kings hat right now. And, uh, Always, bro. Always yeah, it's, rocking it, it. It, it. It took you. It took them forty years from creation to win in the Stanley Cup, and uh, it really does look like the Sharks are on that plan. We're already like past thirty, so uh, uh, we'll see if maybe this next iteration of building the team up. Um, and this is actually the first time in the franchise's history they've done like a full teardown. You know, I mean, they were always in it, and uh, I'd said before. Um, they were always big game hunters, always, you know, looking for the big splash, Dan Boyle, Joe Thornton. Like, I mean, j- just trying to make big, you know, grab the big names. And it 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 ended up not quite working out, you know, for the Sharks uh, doing that way. And so they're finally um, tearing it down. Uh, that being said, Eric Carlson is still on the trade block. There is the update is there is no update right now. I mean, he's kind of in control because he has the no the the no trade clause. So. Um, it he's seems talking like, to teams still, and we'll see what happens. It seems like the lead team is maybe uh, the Penguins. It's, yeah, but... the Penguins are the front runners, but 
I mean, that doesn't really mean anything right now uh, until, until the the deal is actually done. We'll, well see. Because the Sharks know? have to agree to a trade too, right? Exactly. Like the Sharks have mm-hmm. to like, nah, we're not going to, we don't want those potatoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? It well is a, a hockey. You can trade draft picks and stuff or. Yeah, you can. Yeah. I don't think, I don't know if you can. I don't know if there's a set, but what is it called? That, that rule where you can't trade back-to-back first round picks and. and oh, I don't know. I forgot uh, the yeah, name of that I, rules. I don't I'm, think there I'm is not that entirely sure. Yeah, I don't think they have that. But, it's not like MLB where you can't trade. No, no, picks, no, no, no. You right? can. You can. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, you absolutely can. I mean, the Kings traded uh, Martin Jones, and I think their thirteenth pick, or the thirteenth overall pick for um, Milan Lucic, just for the Bruins to turn around and trade him right back to the Sharks. So. Yeah. That was a nice. That was a nice big fuck you to us. Yeah, and uh, he played. He played well for like two or three years, and then played not so well. And wouldn't you know it? He fucking found himself again. Now, all of a sudden, down in the mm-hmm. desert, you know. God damn, that pissed me off. I mean, I, when... I, I actually got a, a a Martin Jones bobblehead at my desk uh, at work. One of the games that I went to, it was, you know, he's in he he's in the squad. He's doing the butterfly, you know, and. I mean, how do you think? How do you think we felt when we traded Quickie to Columbus just for them to turn to turn around and trade him to Vegas? And I'm like, mm-hmm. are you fucking kidding me? Why are you doing business with them? <laughs> Why are you trading in my division? <laughs> the whole point of sending him to the East was to be out of the division. God damn! What'd you guys get though? A couple of defensemen, or yeah, we got a uh, we got a couple <laughs> defensemen. Yeah, yeah. A uh, quick sign with you the Rangers, look- right? Fucking Rob Blake, dude. Yeah, uh, sign with the Rangers. Sign yeah. with the Rangers. So, Vince, let me ask you this about the Sharkies. How do mm-hmm. you, I mean, like, they're still rebuilding. There's still a lot of work to do. Yeah, it's still a couple how do you years feel, away. How do you feel a couple years away? Yeah, I mean, if if they make the playoffs this coming season, I will be shocked and thrilled and right. surprised, I mean, and it'll be too early. But it's not, it's not going to happen. I mean, the best-case scenario, I think, is the 2015 Astros when they were, like, a year too early and then they took a step back in 2016 and then then won in 2017 through cheating scandals and whatnot. But yeah, we're not going to talk about that part of it. Um, But yeah, I mean, yeah, there's still a couple years away. Um, So do you think uh, Eklund is with the team this year or is he? Yeah, he has to. Yeah. Yeah. William Eklund at this point. Yeah. Thomas Bortolo, William Eklund, the two big studs down at the uh, Barracuda. Um, Yeah. They're, they're ready. Uh, at this yeah. point, there's no reason not to. Um, I mean, you guys are still gonna have our number because for whatever reason, we always, we always play like shit against the Sharks, no matter what. I don't <laughs> yeah, know what it is, man. It, uh, it, it's one of those games you get up for, I guess, as a player. I mean, uh, it's it's a healthy, respectful rivalry, you know. Um, yeah, it's it it, it it it's a middle finger, but with a tip of the hat and a sir, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> and uh daniel let, let me ask you this about the the kings like what, what you know what's going on over there because uh you know i don't know a lot about hockey so and i i know some of our listeners they're they're not the biggest hockey you know um informed people so let's uh let's try to teach them a little bit i mean the our biggest kryptonite has definitely been our offense like we're just too inconsistent offensively and i mean we have your former coach as our coach, Tom McClellan, mm-hmm. and the only I, I'm I've still been very skeptical of McClellan even up to this point, because the thing that always sticks out to me is that this is the coach that lost a three nothing lead in the playoffs. I didn't want that as my head coach, but 
you know what? He's he lost been here. it to you, to you guys. Exactly. Oh, it's funny you bring this up. <laughs> I was actually at um uh so I wasn't at the game. I was uh game five, they were in San Jose playing, and that was the game that uh Pickles uh Marco Eduardo Vlasic got hurt um early and the Kings ended up winning three nothing. I was at the Hooters across the street from the Staples Center watching the game that day. So like it was me in my teal hat at the LA Kings official watch party. And so like I, I got booed pretty good, but I had a lot of fun doing that. Um it was kind of fun being that that guy. You know, yeah, I, I saw I saw one other Sharks fan, but his was like a black hat with the the black logo. So he was just trying to hide. Oh um, but there was my, me. I didn't even know it was to the watch party. Like the guy that I was with, uh, he's like, I just I want to go watch the UFC fights. And I was like, cool, I want to watch the Sharks game. So we went to the bar across the street. And wouldn't you fucking know it, man? It was a King's watch party. <laughs> it was a King's watch party. The, Jesus. The, like the, the power play sirens were going off. The Kings, uh, the, the rink girls were there. And God, I just, I, I didn't even know it was what was happening when I first got there, but a lot of fun, man. I do yeah, have to man. say that like watching hockey live oh, is dude. amazing. It's beautiful. Like, it's one of the, the best things to watch live is live hockey is a, is a lot of fun. So I, I'm definitely excited to, I really want to hit up the Barracuda game because it was, uh, it was like so affordable and so yeah, accessible. It, like, I think it was, it was under it was 25 bucks and we <laughs> yep. were in the third row, man. We were was, right there, right great. on the, so the ice. Yeah, right on the We're definitely going to be there a lot more uh, this coming season. We got to get, uh, maybe we make it down to LA and uh, That'd be dope. You know, check out some games there yeah. too. We got to gotta take the show on the road. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Um, it's funny, man, because like the last couple of times that I've taken people that are like, oh, I'm not a big hockey fan. I don't know anything about it, about five ten minutes into the game oh, blood great. blood more blood more blood yeah. Yeah. we want blood it's, oh it's the sport if you're watching if you're trying to get somebody who's not into sports mm -hmm. uh into sports hockey's the one you take them to like, yeah because there's there's a little bit of everything you know screaming um, bloody murder they just want what, more violence. you know what i really I'm like, like is uh you know you can only uh enter um when you're you know when you're when you're <clears throat> a, a fan you know, they only let you in. Uh, well, the hot, the uh, minor league, I think it was a little bit more loose, but you can, they only let you come and go at like certain moments. You can't just yeah, when like the, when the run play, around. When, yeah, when yeah, the, when the puck's stopped, not in yeah. play. Yeah, when yeah. the puck's not in play. Like you can't just run around and do whatever the hell you want when you want. Like, nah, man, you, you're here to watch a hockey game. You sit there yeah. and you not watch even, it. Not even just that. God forbid you get a freaking stray puck off the forehead. Yeah, and that's not going to feel nice. <laughs> no. Yeah. So I do it's like smarts. that. I, I don't I like that. You know, I like that hockey. So <laughs> uh watching one sport, uh, you know, hockey's a lot of fun to watch live. So is soccer. So is MLS. Uh another sport I don't know much about, but I did go to some earthquakes games. Yeah. I've been to the California Classico a couple times, got to sit at, at midfield. It was great. Um, hard for me to watch on television. I do watch the World Cup. I did spend some time watching World Cup, but uh, Vince, take me through uh, okay. some earthquakes news. Well, right now, um, the the MLS season has paused for uh, the League's Cup, and the group stage of the League's Cup is uh, wrapping up and has wrapped up basically at this point. The earthquakes got eliminated. Um, they lost one nil. They had to win by two goals to advance, so it wasn't looking promising anyway. Um, so I, you know, I'm not terribly surprised they didn't they didn't advance after being put in that situation. They um. Honestly, for a team that is, you know, like they're kind of fighting for a playoff spot, but they're on the right side of that fight. Um, 
I'm not mad, you know, like you're not risking your players getting injured at this point anymore. Um, they can right. go back, train, regroup for the end of the season. Uh, I'm going to spin this as positive of being eliminated from the uh, league's cup and probably something that they needed a little bit, maybe a little kick in the pants a little and uh, just get their shit together, get Lucha Gonzalez, uh, get them organized and uh, get ready to roll for the, the final push toward the playoffs. So there you Sweet. go. There, there's your earthquakes update. Uh, the Women's World Cup, uh, USA tied uh, Netherlands 1-1 on Wednesday night. They're playing actually in about uh, five and a half hours from now. Uh, it's 6.20-ish right now as we're talking. They're playing at midnight Pacific time. So it's going to be a late night uh, if you're watching. Uh, uh, part of me almost wishes that they'd be playing at like uh, 3 a.m. or something because then I can just wake up early and whatever. <laughs> I, I'd always rather wake up early than try to stay up late to watch some, to watch a sports thing. Um, cause you know, uh, cause my blood's going to be pumped after or whatever. So, you know, if I'm awake, I'm awake, but that's not the draw that happened. That, man. Um, I definitely feel you on that. Like, yeah. uh, if I wake up past midnight, there's a good chance I'm not going back to bed. I'm just going to lay there. Yeah, exactly. If I wake up before midnight, I'm like, ah, I could probably make myself go back to sleep. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 exactly. So um, so they're playing Portugal. Uh, like I said, they they advanced the knockout stage with a win or a draw. Um, that seems fairly doable. They're one of the deepest teams in the World Cup. So um, use that depth. Um, don't be afraid to make some substitutions. That's something that didn't happen in the Netherlands game. So. I mean, I was surprised that the Netherlands went ahead first. Yeah. I think that was like the first time in like 12 straight matches that that happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Alex Morgan um, had the uh, go ahead goal, but she was offside as well. So um, you know, they had their opportunities. They just, uh, they, they only capitalized on one of them. So um, like I said, they just need a win or a draw to advance. And then they'll be, uh, they'll be onto the knockout stage. All right. On to defending their title. And I'm sorry, when's that next game? When's that that's, next match? Uh, it's at midnight tonight. Midnight. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so in Jeez. another five and a half hours. Mm -hmm. Dang. I mean, it's better than what I had to do when I was watching the World Cup in Hawaii, bro. So, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> a, I mean, like the Mexico games were all at reasonable times. And then I would wake up at like three o'clock or four o'clock in the morning for my best friend because he was a USA fan. So, yeah, that was that was interesting. Yeah. I gotta remind me to send you guys the video of him waking me up one morning. Oh shit! It, it was literally him playing the. Oh, the <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's Reveille. Yep. That's Reveille. Yep, yeah, the Reveille. Yep. Yeah, he played that to wake mm -hmm. me up. I'm like, I, I was a boy scout. We used to have Reveille at camp. I know <laughs> Dang. that. I know that stuff. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Any final thoughts on uh, soccer, MLS? Um, best sport to watch live in my opinion there you go i i think it's hockey but soccer is second i mean i i, I but yeah they're both phenomenal sports to watch absolutely and, mexico um, versus usa said hold my beer yeah <laughs> dude the, the, the world cup game uh the world cup final between uh what was it france and um fucking argentina argentina that game that like that soccer doesn't get any better than that so uh, i mean go watch that go watch that game really get yourself excited for some soccer um that's it's a beautiful sport, and I mean, uh, really, three years, go watch. In three years, we'll be watching it live because it's going to be here. It's going to be right. in Mexico, and it's going to be yeah. in Canada. 
Mm-hmm. I'm actually really excited for that. Yeah, I I'm definitely. To to... I'm I'm definitely going to one of those games uh, yeah. for sure. I, I don't even care if I'm if I'm what teams I'm watching. I'm going to a yeah, World Cup game. Yeah, I just want to go in 2026. Yeah. I've I told, just really want to um, go. I've told my relatives, look, guys, I'm gonna tell you straight up. I don't care if it's somebody's wedding, somebody's first communion, somebody's baptism. I don't give a fuck if somebody died. I'm gonna be in Mexico <laughs> watching my team play in the World Cup. All right, there you go. Yeah. Are That's we all cool. on board? We're good. Yeah. All right. We're good. All right. Yeah. Cool. So don't nobody die in three years. All right. Cool. Dude, like, cool. like I, I don't care. I'll I'll go watch like Cameroon versus Australia. I don't care. Like, like if, if that's the game that's playing that I get tickets to, that's the game I'm going to. You know, I'm I'm Hell I'm so yeah. excited for it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So all right, guys. Got, yeah. Oh, oh go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. Oh um, no, I was gonna move on, but yeah. NFL. Um, just a couple of quick things there's this uh i think we talked about it a little bit last week with josh jacobs and saquon barkley saquon barkley is signed a one-year deal but this like running back versus the nfl thing is still happening we got jonathan taylor now is requesting a trade out of indiana and uh jim ursay the owner of the Colts, says no and i don't know if you guys saw this but something weird is going on Mm -hmm. where the Colts are saying, well, John Taylor reported a back injury, so we're going to put him on the NFL uh, list where he can't perform. Oh, the, the, the Jonathan the Taylor is saying, injury. Yeah. correct. And now Jonathan Taylor is saying, I never said anything about my back on Twitter. So this thing has the potential to get really nasty in Indiana. Um, what are you guys' thoughts about this whole running back thing? Because it extends Daniel mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs is still not here. Is still not in Las Vegas, uh, training with the team. So, what are your thoughts? I mean, ultimately, well, first off, with Jonathan Taylor, like they said that he failed his physical miserably. That it was not just his back; it was also his ankle that uh, was surgically repaired in the off season. So, you know, this is like a whole he said she said shenanigan in Indianapolis. As for Josh Jacobs, I don't understand why this man has not been given a new contract. Um, I understand that the NFL is a business. I understand that, you know, the the longevity of a running back in this league is, you know, a couple seasons. But when you have a talent like a Saquon Barkley, like an Austin Eckler, like a Jonathan Taylor, like a Josh Jacobs, who carried the offense on his back last season, you, you can't let that kind of guy rock. You can't let him walk. Like, we already lost Darren Waller. We we need to open up the field some more, dude. And Josh Jacobs is a guy that can do that for you. And Davis, you need to wake up. You need a guy like Josh Jacobs out on the field, plain and simple. Yeah, yeah. it's it it's almost like because he performed so well, it's actually viewed as a it's negative. A, it's a detriment because because he put like you know because he got hit more. You know he, they used him more, they hit him more. Um, you know he was tackled more times because he had the ball more times in his hands. And so they're being punished, um, especially hard because they performed well. Um, yep. And uh, it, it's it, 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 it really rubs me the wrong way. I don't like it at all. Um, I'm really glad that uh, Christian McCaffrey already had his big bag signed when the Niners traded for him. So, you so know, they I don't have, have to choice. worry about that they for don't a couple of years. About them, you know, they you know, um, but but he's definitely speaking up for this as well, too. Um, just because he got his bag doesn't mean that he's not feeling the effects of it as well. Um, at least for um, his running back brethren. So um, mad props. Yeah, I, I think a lot of this has to do, I mean, you know, people are saying, well, you're going to pay other players, the NFL, you're going to pay the quarterback, you're going to pay uh, skill positions, not the running back, but you're going to pay, 
you know, the uh, the average value of offensive linemen has gone way up over the past, you know, 10, 15 years because you have to protect that billion-dollar investment in a quarterback. And then you're also paying edge rushers. You know, you're, you're paying uh, the guys that get after the quarterback and blow up those offensive tackles. So the, the financials of the NFL has changed. Um, I don't think we'll ever see it. Um, but I think something like where the NBA, where you have like max and super max deals, um, where you, where you can share the wealth more. Um, but right now, I mean, you get quarterbacks that are 40, 50, $60 million a year. Um, Mm -hmm. so how are you going to fit all of these players, uh, into the cap? So, um, I do think something needs to change, um, with the NFL and in how they, they, they do contracts. And I, I think, you know, what's coming out from Josh Jacobs camp is it's not, you know, the, the Raiders apparently offered them 13 million a year, but they're just saying what they offered per year without not including the guarantees. Um, it, it was based on all of these metrics and things like that. So obviously he's looking for a bigger guarantee payout um, as you know, Look at the guarantees that quarterbacks get. Um, look at the clown in, uh, you know, Minnesota got a fully guaranteed. Her cousins, contract. yeah. I mean, it was only eighty-three million, but he's getting but every still, penny of that fully guaranteed. Yeah. Fully guaranteed. Yeah. So exactly. And I know a lot of owners weren't happy about that. They were, t- you know, don't guarantee um, that contract. But I mean, is Kurt, if Kirk Cousins is, is getting eighty-three million dollars guaranteed, you're saying you can't guarantee. 10 million for Josh Jacobs for one year. I mean, this you know, is a guy 25 that, for two years. Yeah. I mean, it's a guy that led the league in rushing last year was top 10 in touchdowns. It's like, you're where, where else are you going to get that offensive production? It wasn't yeah. Devontae Adams. It wasn't Derek Carr. Derek yeah, Carr and, was it, like in the like 12th in passing. If that. Right. Yeah, the, I mean, the best it, thing that you five. can do to the best thing you can do to help Jimmy Garoppolo and these wide receivers and a, a rookie tight end who's probably going to be starting for you um is having a good running game. You know, it's going to open up the the play action game. Um it's going to, you know, Jimmy's not really known for a, a deep ball thrower. We know that Vince, right? Mm-hmm. Um he's not a deep threat guy. Yeah. Um so thinking that, you know, Jimmy G is going to come out here and just whip this ball around and put it where he wants. And that's not his game. That's not what he does. You know, um, you know, and I know they got a, they got a nice running back, uh, you know, behind Josh Jacobs, but we, we got to see that, you know, like we're, we're we're giving this young guy, the, the reins based on speculation and we, we don't know what's going to happen. I, I, I said this last week, if you don't, give Josh Jacobs the 10, 20 million dollars guaranteed for the next year or two years. Do you really think you're going to be able to get somebody in July or next month that's going to fix the defense? Because we know the defense has been a problem for decades. Decades. (laughs) Khalil Mack didn't fix the defense. So who's who's somebody that you're going to pay 10, 20, 30 million dollars on the other side of the ball to fix the defense cuz that's what Raider fans are saying. And I'm like, well who are you going to get? There's nobody out there. Who are you going to get right now? Who are you going to get? Trade who can you trade for right now and give that money that's going to fix the Raiders defense and balance this thing out? I I don't know, but 
Even Aaron Donald can't do it, can't no. do it by himself. Yeah. So, like, and even then, if you trade for somebody and them not knowing your organization, you're going to have to drastically overplay, overpay. You know, so we've seen these things before. Like we saw Khalil Mack get traded to the Bears and then they paid him right away. And other than that first year, you know, Khalil Mack, you know, had an average career with the Bears, you know, so his best years were with the Raiders, you know, so I don't I don't really know what the Raiders can do. Um, you might as well just give them the money for this year. Uh, I don't even think you can fix fully fix the defense by next season. Um, just look at look at other teams, teams typically don't rebuild their defense and offense rebuild their teams and teams identity in one or two seasons, you know, and I don't know. I really don't know about Josh McDaniel. So um, it, it's really hard for me to take the positivity coming out of um, camp this year. I mean, you, I guess you want to hear good things coming out of camp, but at the same time, go read any camp article about any team and they're all saying the same stuff it's all sunshine rainbows and lollipops yeah, out of camp. office Honestly, looks yeah, real yeah. crisp uh, wow uh, <laughs> unless there's an injury basically if if everybody escapes a training camp practice uh uninjured um everything was shiny sparkly um you know the, the road the road is you know golden and everything's and we don't even hear okay and we don't even hear the we don't even hear that in um it's all sunshine and rainbows in spring in um uh preseason as well because the starters are only playing a the first game they play like a snap and then the second game they maybe play a a series and then the third game they don't even play you know yeah. um so the the starters don't even play anymore because you're you're so terrified you might get somebody hurt um and then they say, well, they didn't really play with the real playbook. They were using the, they were testing out some things. And then you get into the real season and then it's, then you see the dog crap, you know, then, then all of a sudden you get the real reporting. So right. I can't even take what's going on on any team uh, really seriously because yeah. everything is looking great right now. Right. Yeah. Bose you know? is not at camp right now. Nobody's concerned at this point. Um, Nobody's concerned. He's he's gonna get paid eventually. Um, they're just they, they got to rework some other stuff, I guess. And I imagine there's probably gonna be a cap casualty that we're not expecting uh, to make Bosa's uh, Trey Lance. bag happen. <laughs> fucking might be. It fucking might be. It, I was you know one what, of the last dude? guys holding on, but I mean, like, like I, I even I had moved on at this point. And um, if they can get anything for Trey Lance, I think they will. That they'll try to, but I his his value is uh, in the fucking gutter right now. Like they're not going to be able to get anything for him. Um, they may just have to cut him. And he, he's on his rookie deal, so I mean, it's yeah. it's not going to hurt nearly as much to cut him, uh, even though he is a quarterback. Um, but then also that would basically be saying that's an L officially. And um, if Sam Darnold is beating you out. Um, in, in training camp right now yeah it is yeah. not good and i mean and of course it's training camp so everybody's like hyping up everybody looks great especially oh sam donald looked real fucking good i don't care i don't yeah. care that sam donald looked good um you know just god like let's uh, it's it, the whole thing is frustrating and um i i wish trey lance would have been a thing he certainly has like a lot of the tools that you would look to um, you know, he has the mobility, he has a strong arm. Um, 
but he I guess he just couldn't get that playbook. That playbook is is a beast. And I think uh, Kyle Shanahan uh, that that yeah. is a tough one to learn, man. I don't know. Yeah, I think like um, you. I mean, look at Peyton Manning sat for a whole year, and then his first season or his rookie season. Did he play his? He played. Season? He played his whole rookie played season, it. but he was it like was three bad. and thirteen. Yeah, it was three real and thirteen. Bad. And then you have, um, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers sat for how many seasons behind Brett Favre he until he three. got a shot? Yeah. So, I think like, I think Trey Lance might be the guy that. Uh, it may have been better for him to sit and watch mm-hmm. for two seasons, three yeah. seasons before he, cause when, you know, th- this was being talked about uh, all last week about Trey Lance that uh, people were saying he didn't look good. And then people, he, know, he only got a game saying, and a half. And one of those games was a torrential downpour. So right. The, the, the problem with Trey is we never got to, he never got, a we chance. never got to see him. Yeah, and, he, he got injured before he could get a chance. And of course and there was, we talk about availability, man. There's been there's been talk about him uh where he flashes the arm, it's like, damn, look at that. He could put it anywhere, but it's being consistent in in practice, and he wasn't able to show that consistently. And I think that has more to do with um him knowing the playbook, knowing where to where to go with the ball. Uh, pro, you know, uh, diagnosing the defense and seeing what's open. Um, it's a hard league, and it's even harder when you're running Kyle Shanahan's offense because it's, you know, we all hear how how difficult it is to pick up. And, you know, so I wish him the best. I mean, I was really excited that the 49ers got Trey Lance because in the college games that I got to see, he looked really exciting. He looked, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, I mean. And the one like year his- that – uh. Uh, Kyle Shannon had uh, RG3. I mean, RG3 looked incredible until he got hurt. Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I think I think Trey is probably going to be a good quarterback. I just don't think it's going to be with the 49ers. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, there's yeah, one anyway. last note that we got to talk about here. It's uh, Sean Payton calling out Nathaniel Hackett um, and then Aaron Rodgers stepping up and saying, uh, don't talk about my coach like that. Oh, you don't say that. <laughs> Well, I don't want to be the guy sticking up for Aaron Rodgers, but that was pretty shitty of Sean Payton. Like, yeah, like you don't you have nothing to do with that. Mm -hmm. You have nothing to do with that regime. It's over. Good, bad, whatever. Um, He's no longer there. Nathaniel Hackett couldn't hack it. You know, Um, he's he's not there. So Mm -hmm. enough said. Like, yeah, he's yeah. It, it, some guys, I mean, we've talked about this before. Some guys just kind of they top out at coordinator, and then you know, Sean, and Payton, that's fine. What's even worse was the excuse. Mm-hmm. It's bad enough that you come out and you say these things about Nathaniel Hackett and his staff, but then it's it's even worse. It's even worse that you come out and defend it and say I was still in, I was still. Tim, I can hear you from the ones and twos, buddy. (laughs) You know, Sean Payton comes out and criticizes his predecessor, uh, the coaching staff, Nathaniel Hackett. But then the excuse is I was still in the mindset of being a, a sports analyst on Fox. Like that is lame. Lame, bro. That, that is soft. lame. Yeah. So there's Dr. a Charmin, man. He, you know, it's like Aaron Rodgers coming out and saying like, 
you know, be quiet. I was an MVP back to back with this OC. Shut up. You know, like I know Aaron Rodgers is a weirdo, but in this one particular case, I think mm-hmm. he's right. Like you have nothing nice to say. Don't say it at all, buddy. Yeah. They're going to play each other in week five. Yep. Oh, yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can, I can just see game, the promo for it. That game suddenly just got a lot of hype, man. And uh, it's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of excitement around it. And frankly, Aaron Rodgers, uh, he's a guy that kind of has that chip on his shoulder anyway, because of, you know, how it went down in green Bay, like how it started and then how it finished as well. So, I mean, this is just fuel to the fire. If he's got anything left in the tank, he's going to, he's going to fucking use it this year, man. Um, yeah. Pissed off and motivated. Aaron Rodgers is not something I am particularly excited with With a defense. defense. Um, and he's got a couple of, of like excellent playmakers, uh, on offense as well. Um, and it looks like Robert Sala's a, a coach. Yeah, I mean he. He's, I mean he. We knew he could coach a defense for for a long time. We knew that, but now he looks like he's a he's a head coach. It looks like he he ain't gonna yeah. be a coordinator, right? right. Uh, Daniel, yeah, yeah. you you wanted something to add? I was gonna say, um, not to mention, there's also been speculation that Dalvin Cook might join the Jets. So if mm-hmm. they pick him up, oof. Yeah, that's uh I mean, that's just added that's just added uh ammunition for Rodgers and I mean, he doesn't need, he doesn't need more than he already has, dude, but you're just adding fuel to that fire. And uh, like to your point, Sam, like the fact that your your excuses like oh, I'm I'm still thinking like an analyst. You don't forget about the coach's fraternity after one exactly. year, after two exactly. years, bro. Yeah. You know the standard, you know you don't do that kind of shit, bro. Like you don't do that. You don't do that professionally. You don't bad mouth like that, dude. You know, better. no, it's weak. It's it weak. Is. It, it's so and it, weak. And it almost, and it almost makes it seem like if for whatever reason, they're not successful this year or last year or next year, it's like, he has an excuse quote unquote. Oh, it's because I'm still working out the kinks of the Hackett regime. Like fuck off. Mm-hmm. He's built. He, no, he, maybe sure. he got there and saw just how fucked up it is. And he's trying to build in his excuses right now. And come on, man. Yeah. It's one of those. It, I mean, part of part of me, I think I I get what he was trying to do. I think part of it was maybe the excuse train, but I also think part of it was like defending his quarterback, you know, defending, you know, Russell Wilson that he did nothing wrong. Like he literally yeah. was saying he didn't do nothing wrong. Yeah, Russell He's, Wilson didn't throw all those interceptions last I year. I mean, no. like, and, you know, Sean Payton knows more football than I will ever know. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm not comparing us, but I'm, you know, there's professional and there's not professional. What he said was not professional. Yeah, that You was know, in that situation is, I don't know. They ain't here. I am. Yep. <laughs> and Russell Wilson's my quarterback. Right. I took the job because I believe in Russell Wilson. Next question. Like, you didn't diss anybody else. You praise your quarterback. We got a lot of work to do. We're going to build the offense around Russell. We've seen what he did in the past. This is a Super Bowl champion. Like, you, you can praise him and say he had a down year and not point any blame at the fraternity, even though you may be right. Nathaniel Hackett could be terrible. Nathaniel Hackett could ruin Aaron Rodgers this upcoming season. We don't know. We're going to see how that plays out. He could be right. But to come out and say it like that, Bush League, just like Ben said. Yeah. 
yeah um uh, th there's really not much else we can add on that uh i mean yeah i, I mean it, it, it did take russell wilson almost the entire season to get more touchdown passes than bathrooms in his house um, nice there was actually a tiktok <laughs> nice there was an actual tiktok account like after like every monday They'd be like that was uh, part of your uh that was part of your uh weekly russell wilson update. that's right that's yep. good one that's right that's a good one yeah i did want to throw something crazy out at you that i saw on yes, uh on instagram reels so there's uh this guy that reminded me that back in the day when the raiders still had randy moss there was a trade that was possibly in place randy moss for aaron Rodgers. now imagine had this trade gone through the Raiders would have would not have used the number one overall pick on Jamarcus Russell. Instead, they probably would have used it on Calvin Johnson. And Megatron and Aaron Rodgers would have been the nastiest quarterback receiver duo in NFL history since we've seen Marvin Harrison and Peyton Manning. The uh since Aaron Rodgers is no longer in Green Bay, Brett Favre probably ends his career with the with the Packers. And they very well could have won a Super Bowl now that he has Randy Moss. I was like, damn, that could have worked. I mean, on both sides. That I mean, the, the if what we ifs. Know, if know? we know, yeah, if we knew every single what if of an NFL franchise, what you know, good or bad, you know. But I mean, I I heard another one because Lane Kiffin was the coach, and I also heard, you know, I heard that uh, he wanted. Um, uh, Megatron in the first round, and I forget the quarterback in the second round he wanted to get. Um, but it was at the time it was it was a good quarterback. Um, I mean, just having Megatron and not Jamarcus Russell. Yep. <laughs> you know, because you know, and and then stick up for the Raiders a little bit. Out, stick up for Al Davis and Mark Davis a little bit is. Um, I know we clown Mark for his bowl cut and the same fit every time he's seen. He's in the same like blazer with a white t-shirt like mine and and the bowl cut like dude can you can you dress like you belong here for once <laughs> um you know and al davis was you know all love and respect but he was the crit creeper at the end you know and it wasn't a good look all the time for mr davis you know but the raiders always found a way to retain talent or to go out and get a fish you know get a big fish sometimes it just wasn't on the right fish or sometimes you just didn't put the the whole team together but they always tried sometimes it was just for the wrong players you know but to have megatron and even if you don't get aaron Rodgers to get like another fish that's just not Bro, jamarcus that would have like, been insane i mean just having that wide receiver with whoever Whoever, just not Jamarcus. Right. <laughs> I mean, franchise I, is probably different. I, I mean, for the next I, I, twenty I, years, I seem to remember like the Raiders were the only ones really interested in Jamarcus that high in the draft. Maybe mm -hmm. he goes like, maybe he has that Aaron Rodgers type fall. He falls into the twenties or something, and then he gets to develop a couple of years as well, like you know, behind somebody else, and uh, and 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 also. If uh, Aaron Rodgers ends up on the Raiders, does he perform as well as he did in Green Bay? It's another question because the coaching staffs would be different. The plays would be different. Um, you know, I mean, it's just a whole lot of, you know, oh, players other... to think about as well. But, the... I mean, it, you, you do bet on talent at, in the end, I think.
um, the other um, domino to fall in that what if situation was the Pats don't go 16 and 0 and very well don't, you know, make the Super Bowl that year. Yeah. Completely I don't know. forgot they had Randy Moss on that team. Only one sixteen and Yeah, he was the catalyst uh, that kind of took him from division winner to the next batch of Super Bowls for Tom. Yeah, man, it's uh just imagining not having Jamarcus Russell and that you know, and I feel bad <laughs> for the dude to a certain degree, but at the same time, you got a, a lifetime uh, bag of money that that changed your life. So at the same time, I'm I, I oh don't not feel anymore. Bad at, you know, he's broke uh, now. Wolf, what an idiot! <laughs> yeah, remember he came out on ESPN's Thirty for Thirty, bro. That's right. Yeah. Well, and, uh, yeah. Oh, that's enough. We we talked way more about Jamarcus Russell than I ever <laughs> thought we would. Yeah, I don't want. Damn it, Daniel! <laughs> <laughs> it was just something I saw. No, it's, we were having it's a fun a thing. It, we were having a great fun. show, and the just nose. <laughs> yeah. I just I, I remember the somebody overlaid it's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday by boys to men over the top of um all the Jamarcus Russell fuck ups, all the oh interceptions and fumbles. <laughs> yeah, it's rough, man. Okay. It's rough. I mean, this franchise would be totally different. So yeah. definitely, man. Anyway, guys, you guys got any final thoughts, notes you want to throw in there? I'm all set, man. Um, Dodger fans, make sure to support the Oakland A's as much as you can this week. So Appreciate um, it, man. thank you so much. You know, we're we're all together on this. Appreciate you guys, man. Great show. All right, guys. Uh, that's going to be it for us tonight. You're listening to the SVT Sports Podcast. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Hit the bell and get alerts when we go live. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SVT Sports Pod. Slide into our DMs. We would love to interact with you. I guess we, we got to change this into X. Follow us on X. I ain't fucking doing it. I'll delete our account before I change it to say X. Find Later, us on guys. threads. <laughs> yeah, threads. Yeah, we'll go to threads before I do that. All right. Yeah. Later. All right, guys. Have a good night. See Fuck you next John week, Fisher. Everybody. Fuck, Fuck John, John Fisher. Fisher.